We need to talk about lynching the deplorables. Not that I'm in favor of it, mind you, uh, but I was very surprised by who is against it. And that would be Chris Hedges, a uh, former foreign correspondent for The New York Times for like 15 years. And he's got a Pulitzer and he's about as left wing as you can possibly imagine. Hey, everybody, I'm Steve Green with Bill Whittle and Zoe Rachel filling in for no. I'm Steve Green with Scott Ott and Zoe Rachel <laughs> filling in for Bill Whittle, who is on assignment this week. Ah, Dayquil, I love and hate you so. <laughs> Let's get back to the topic, shall we, on this very professional broadcast? The first uh, problem was taking Dayquil. Nyquil, man, it's got to be Nyquil. That but not during the flavor. day, or, <laughs> you know, you won't even be able to see me in the chair. I'll just be, I'll be on the floor drooling on myself. Nyquil with a coffee chaser, man. Espresso chaser, <laughs> if anything. That, now, that's a weird combination of flavors for you. That'll wake oh. you up in itself. Oh, that's nasty. All right. Uh, back to the topic, which is lynching the deplorables. So this Chris Hedges, he really doesn't like the January 6th protesters, okay? Um, uh, he's, he, he accused them of Christian nationalism, white supremacy, blind support for Trump, and embrace of reactionary, fact-free conspiracy theories. That's a quote from, the, I think, the first paragraph of the essay he published this week on, uh, on, on his own site. I can't remember the name, but we can put a, a link underneath the video here for you. Um, he says so many bad things about January 6th protesters, Trump voters, Pretty much everybody on the right. Nevertheless, he says the treatment that these January 6th protesters have received, the ones who have been arrested and kept uh, in dark basements, incommunicado, and all the rest is a travesty. It is uh, it is un-American. It is, it is a deep, deep injustice. Um, Zoe, I was heartened by this. Um, conservatives, we tend to not just be rule of law, uh, or excuse me, not just law and order. I'm I'm more libertarian. I believe in law and disorder because there aren't that many laws. But we, we we have that law and order reputation and locking people away uh, incommunicado for two years awaiting their speedy trial is not very American. And the country has become so tribal over these last 10 or 15 years. Isn't it refreshing to see a diehard lefty actually come out in defense of everybody's rights? Yeah, man, I, I guess as the saying goes, even a, a, a broken clock is is right twice a day and um you know with with it i you know the, what i find ironic man is that uh you know basically habeas corpus has been suspended from uh for these people they they they, they as far as i know they, they don't get a hearing they don't get to uh, plead their case or anything like that they're just thrown in detention and this is uh, uh the democrat party that is doing this and for no good reason whatsoever and i think what's funny is that you have a lot of people out there who who think that lincoln was some sort of tyrant uh, because he suspended habeas corpus. And I'm like, well, what Lincoln actually did was constitutional. What the Democrat Party, and he did this against Democrats. He didn't just do this against like, you know, anybody he wanted. As what the Constitution says, you participate in these acts of rebellion, this will be suspended to you. And when you have people out there pridefully saying, I'm a rebel and we're going to wave this flag against the Constitution of the United States, well, Lincoln's just like, OK, well, you've announced that you're a rebel. You've taken up arms against us. You're a rebel and habeas corpus will be denied to you. This, on the other hand, is not that situation and ain't hardly anybody saying nothing about it. But somehow Lincoln, the patriarch of our Republican Party, a patriarch of the Republican Party, is the guy guilty of habeas corpus and more famous right. for it than what's going on today. That's weird. 
And and so and this also comes out uh, that this came out the same day, the day before the day of the night that Tucker Carlson started running January un, previously unreleased January 6 footage showing, you know, the mm. Capitol Hill police just very genteel walking the shaman through there, huh? guiding, guiding rioters through uh, through the Capitol building. Uh, no, there were actual. And we're going to get into that on in our episode this week. By oh, good, way, Steve. good, good. Yeah, there were actual rioters. I'm not denying that, but it's much more complicated. And we'll get into that on uh, on Scott's episode. Scott, you're my process guy, especially on matters constitutional. And what I was not aware of is there was something called SAMS. It's uh, uh, special administrative measures that were implemented under the Clinton administration. And these are ways of uh, keeping prisoners incommunicado, felons. And the idea was to prevent basically convicted mobsters and, and drug lords from ordering murders, executions, from prison, because as as you know, if you've even watched the the Godfather yeah. or Goodfellas, the mob guys maintain their connections even when they've been convicted and are are in prison. Um, but the use of Sam's was greatly expanded under George W. Bush after nine eleven to uh, sock away people who may or may not have had terrorist inclinations, and it's been expanded radically under Joe Biden to. Uh, to keep January 6 rioters and protesters under similar conditions that were created for mob bosses and drug lords 25, 30 years ago. Um, uh, and one of the quotes from this article is from Chris Hedges, the vast majority of those caught up in the incursion of the Capitol did not commit serious crimes, engage in violence, or know what they would do in Washington other than protest election results. And Here's where the process really comes into play, Scott. He quotes uh, Joseph McBride, who's a lefty defense attorney, who warned that, and this is a quote, power is going to change hands. And I want you to listen to this, this kind of lengthy quote. This is important. Uh, McBride says, Democrats are not going to be in power forever. When power changes hands, that precedent is going to travel with it. If somebody else from the other side gets in and starts to target the people who are in power now, their families, their businesses, their lives, their freedom, then it's over. America goes from being a free democracy to a tribalist partisan state. Um, gosh, haven't we been warning about just that for a very long time? In a lot of areas, yeah, and um, and there's there's always that kind of turnabout thing, and for whatever reason, when when one party is in power, they always seem to act like they'll always be in power, and they do things that will later hurt them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in this case, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, one of the great things about being a citizen of the United States is that you are entitled to a trial um, and that you can call witnesses and that you can have a jury of your peers. And there's all kinds of great protections. Uh, you don't have to incriminate yourself and, and all kinds of things like that. One of the most egregious things that this is all played out in is the fact that you can't get a speedy trial, even though you're supposed to get a speedy trial. And it just seems like no matter how small the case. There's no possible way that you can say, okay, well, we're going to see you next Tuesday. We'll be wrapped up by Thursday, and then you'll either be in jail or you'll be on your way. There are so many situations where they need to have like an option for a fast track process where you can say, well, okay, this seems pretty clear cut. Um, nobody's contesting the basic facts of the thing. Let's move this along now. And attorneys 
who, one might note, are generally not behind bars, get to just languish through this process of gathering information slowly, or rather having their assistants gather information. And then eventually the judge is able to schedule a court date. And then somebody shows up and says, I object. And they reschedule it for six months later. And the whole time, you know, this guy may be sitting in jail, cooling his heels, either because he can't afford to be out on bail or he's not permitted to be out on bail. So, you know, I, I think this is an abortion of justice, uh, no matter the crime, no matter the situation. Yeah. And, you know, specifically applied to this situation, the same the same thing. Um, this is not a country where we should lock people up and say, OK, once we get things figured out, then we'll give you a fair trial. Um, and in addition to that, when power does change hands, the hardest thing to do at that point for Republicans is to do the right thing and say, we are not the party of retribution. We are not the party who says, well, they did the wrong thing when they were in power. So now that we're enabled to do that, we're going to do it too, because turnabout is fair play. You might as well be a Democrat if that's your attitude. Yeah, it's uh, I've seen a lot of calls that uh, these these Sams should be reined in, but not until we get our turn doing this to them. And I, I got to tell you, the, the dark little side of me agrees and the more thinky part of me says, no, uh, Scott's Scott's got it on this one. Don't try not to give into my, exactly. Yeah. I, I try not to give into my dark impulses too often. Uh that said, uh, the, the tribalism, it's its already going on. This, this, this warning that Joseph McBride issued about the future, it's, it's, it's going on right now. Um, we're in a deep hole. It's going to take us, it's going to take us a lot of law and order, or at least uh, rule of law to get us, to get us out of it. Um, again, I'm of such mixed feelings about this one. All I can say is to those people who are still rotting in jail unjustly under these under these special administrative measures, I'm not a praying man, but I'm praying for you guys right now. And that's your right angle on that, brought to you by the members of BillWhittle.com. Bill is on assignment. We should see him back next week. Thanks so much for watching, and we'll see you next time.